spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Welcome to the Steve Reeve Podcast with the best moments from the past week and a few things that didn't make it there. Powered by Coldwell Banker Ford McMurray. We love YMM. The best of the Steve Reeve Show. Best of the year edition. Caillou getting some attention this week because it got canceled after 20 years of being on PBS. Not production canceled, but they're not going to be running any episodes anymore. We'll move over, Caillou. They got to make room for the newest weird children's show on the block, uh, a show out of Denmark called John Dillermond. It's a show about a a guy and his giant problem-solving penis. Yeah, it's a noodle of a doodle, uh, and uh, it's it's got a mind of its own. Uh, it's it can play badminton with him. It can help him eat ice cream. It can save the town's children from imminent danger. This is an actual thing that happens in the show. Uh, so I think it's perfect timing. There's nothing else we can do but rock another punch lineup. Here we go. The setup. Denmark just premiered a claymation kids show about a man with ridiculously long genitals. Finally, a character we can all relate to. Wait, didn't we see him in season two of The Boys? Uh, Pretty sure. Uh, Denmark just premiered a claymation kids show about a man with ridiculously long genitals. That's right, a King Kong ding dong with the occasional sing song. What could go ring wrong? Uh, Denmark just premiered a claymation kids show about a man with ridiculously long genitals. Listen, it's not about the size of the boat, it's about the stop motion of the ocean, people. <laughs> Denmark just premiered a claymation kids show about a man with a ridiculously long genitals. Is this a stereotype that I'm just not aware of? Those Danes and their canes? Is that a thing? <sighs> I don't think so. Denmark just premiered a claymation kid show about a man with ridiculously long genitals. I can't believe I'm already starting to wish that Caillou didn't get cancelled. Okay, I lied. Caillou is the worst. Caillou didn't have cancer. Caillou is cancer. And that's the punch lineup. Uh. What do you love so much that you would be willing to push somebody down for? <laughs> that's my weird question for you, but the reason I ask is because yesterday... Um, I was at the grocery store with my significant other, and uh, I'm pretty sure that the answer, what would you push somebody down for, was the rotisserie chicken that was there. In fact, the last rotisserie chicken available. Important information. She practically drifted through the produce section to get to it first. I'm pretty sure she made eye contact with somebody. Only eye contact because everybody's got everything else on their face covered, but still, made the eye contact. I think maybe there was a weird sort of semi-psychic communication where both people knew that only one person was getting this chicken and it ended up being my significant other. I believe that somebody would have hit the dirt in that moment if they had gotten in the way. So what I'm trying to say is be kind. Be kind out there in the world. Treat people well. Think about others. Have compassion. But be ready to fight for the last rotisserie chicken, alright? The best of the Steve Reeves Show. Best of the year edition. There was... Ice crystals in the sky, light pillars in the sky, and every time I see them, I always think about the old country western tune, Ghost Riders in the Sky. It just fits so well, and it just clicked with me this morning. I'm like, why has nobody written that parody yet? Oh, it's because I haven't done it yet. So now it's time for another Steve Reeve parody, all about the cold winter conditions of our home. Enjoy. A radio host went walking out one dark and windy morn. I saw my every breath as I muttered out with scorn. 
And when I tried to start the car, well, red was all I saw for when I should have plugged it in. All I said was no. The frostbite feels like fire and your skin would stick to steel. The ice is black and slippy and your fingers you can't feel. It's just too cold for going out, but my neighbor cocked an eye, for he was also struggling hard. And he heard my mournful cry. Chili I oh Chili I There's ice crystals in the sky. It's cold. Burr. More and more data coming from that Mars Perseverance rover and its search for ancient life on the red planet in the sky. I'm, I'm totally hook, line, and sinker. Like, I'm totally fascinated by all this. It's capturing imaginations. It's firing up curiosities, not the rover. Uh, it's getting all of the attention right now. It really is. It truly is. Perseverance getting all of the looks. But let's not forget that it was actually years ago that the Spirit and Opportunity Rovers were the ones who accidentally drew a penis with their tire tracks on the surface of Mars. And when you're first, you're first, okay? Nothing can take that away. That is a true fact. You can look up the photos. The best of the Steve Reeves Show. Best of the year edition. Got my headband mullet on for March mullets. Hashtag ask me about my mullet. But I want to get into a punch lineup. I think it's a prime opportunity to, with the story that I just read about how there's a scientific proposal, nothing signed on the dotted line yet, no money allocated, but a proposal to send six million sperm and egg samples to a vault on the moon, much like the seed vault in Norway that's in, you know, an island in the Arctic Circle, very remote, very cold. Not as remote and cold as the surface of the moon, though. So, I mean, on that end, the idea has legs. I would personally lose the mosquito canister, but that's just me. I also think that if aliens didn't already think that we were weird, this idea is pretty much gonna cinch it. Uh, but the setup for the punch lineup, scientists propose plan to send six million sperm samples to the moon. The mission also doubles up as a visual metaphor for getting pregnant. I mean, it does. I mean, the rocket and the moon and you sit... Never mind. Scientists propose plan to send six million sperm samples to the moon. Boy, I sure hope that that rocket can get it up. The payload, that is. And I'm not sure calling it that really helps it sound any less dirty. Scientists propose a plan to send six million sperm samples to the moon. Well, that's a funny nickname for your mom. Rude, right? Rude. That one's rude. Scientists propose plan to send six million sperm samples to the moon. Whatever you do, just don't send the royal family's DNA. I don't want the entire species to end up transparent should the comet hit. And finally, scientists propose a plan to send six million sperm samples to the moon. I'm not sure about the slogan for the campaign, though. It's the Lunar Mission with Spunk. There's got to be a better way to say that. Could be some strange new sounds, and hopefully not, but potentially some new smells coming over the breeze into your backyard, into your window. Uh, the pilot project for Backyard Hands approved yesterday by our municipal council. Very interesting. Uh, there's a lot of back and forth, a lot of uh, differing opinions on this, even within council itself. Definitely wasn't a unanimous vote, for sure. But I do appreciate the the strategy of, of the trial aspect of this. Now, it's not just that, yes, you can get your own backyard hens. No, no, no. 50 houses, 50 households have been selected for this pilot 
project 24 months, so two years, and then it will be revisited. So only 50 houses will be able to trial this, and they're going to be on their best behavior, I'm sure, because they're going to be the proof in the pudding of whether this thing can actually happen. And people have said, you know, this can happen. Take a look at these uh, projects started in different cities uh, around uh, North America. Like, I mean, people are citing closer ones like Edmonton, Vancouver. A lot of people say New York City works for them. And I go, okay, well, you know, I mean, to varying degrees. Sure, yes, it does work for them. But I do happen to notice also that there's one thing that's a missing factor from all of those locations. They're not completely surrounded by the boreal forest like we happen to be. We have a lot of, you know, predators just outside of our doors and everything. So people do have some legitimate concerns. But we'll see what happens from this. Backyard Chicken Pilot Project approved in the RMWB. Who's going to tell the pilots that the chickens can't fly? The best of the Steve Reeves Show. Best of the year edition. It's... Earth Day today, the 51st Earth Day. Feels kind of funny to say that because, oh, the Earth has been around for a lot longer than that. And also, one day in the 365 doesn't quite cut it, but it's a celebration. It's a day to celebrate the planet and to understand that we do have a duty. We do. We have a stewardship duty. we got to take care of this sucker. It's the only planet we got. It's the only spaceship we have to ride. So let's make sure that it's still running in pretty good working order. And here's a reason why. Here's a bonus, a benefit. Studies show that being environmentally conscious is attractive. Put down the dating app, pick up the reacher grabber and those rubber gloves, and listen to this. 58% of singles say that caring about the environment is an attractive quality. Hmm. You shake that garbage bag open. 65% of women find people who care about the environment attractive. Cut that pop ring before you toss it. Cut it again. Just like that. No loops left. 81% of singles are annoyed by littering. My heart goes thump thump when trash goes to the dump dump. And 74% say that littering is an actual deal breaker. You've got to pick up before you can pick up. Have a happy Earth Day, people. The long weekend was fantastic. Some nice relaxation, ate some delicious food. Unfortunately, though, you know, you can't have every moment to be a, a fantastic one. There has to be some down points. One of the down points was I read another gender reveal related tragedy story over the weekend. And not even to get into the details, but I swear, these don't seem real to me. And yet there's always another headline before too much time has passed. Uh, I would like to see the time when that does and I don't know if I'm a huge fan of the concept of the gender reveal party, especially when you read about them like starting fires, like big fires, airplane crashes, hired animals biting kids, homemade explosions somehow going horribly wrong. Who could have predicted? It occurred to me, though, it is weird that there are enough babies born who had disasters happen at their gender reveal parties now that they could possibly one day form a support group, a very specific but very helpful support group. And living with that knowledge has made existence very weird. The best of the Steve Reeves Show. Best of the year edition. So the CRTC could be regulating porn online in Canada. Now, there's no official word on that subject. It's just really speculation as to new measures that are being put in place. The CRTC being the Canadian Radio, Television and Telecommunications Commission. And they basically make the rules for anything that gets broadcast. But a lot of these rules were developed in the time before the internet. So when it was just radio and television. And now there's some updates that are really coming into play to deal with online products. And one of the question marks is, does that extend? Does Canadian content and culture 
cultural uh, programming regulation extend into the adult entertainment industry when it comes to videos? It's a big question. It's a big question. Uh, I, I don't think they're actually going to touch this question. I think they're really just going to gloss over it and kind of be like, uh, out of sight, out of mind. We'll just keep pressing stuff that gets posted into social media and, as usual, the stuff that's uh, broadcast or streamed on TV, right? They're sticking to what they know, I assume. I assume. It was all based on personal speculation. But if they do, it could mean a whole host of new Canadian porn parodies. I'm just saying, the possibilities are endless. You've got Trailer Park Boys Boys. You've got Corner Ass. Jerkin' Moms. Even the ones that I can't say on the radio, like Creek, or More Mysteries, or Kim's Convenience, or Anne of Green You know, those kinds of programs. Yeah. Talking conspiracy theories and talking Bill Burr, who was just on Conan. Uh, they just released a video just yesterday of the, the, the sit down that they had. And Conan's kind of had a different flavor of late and not just because of the pandemic, but also because announced he's going to be ending his run there. So it's kind of become a little bit more like Conan actually and not, you know, the, the character of the caricature of Conan. It's been kind of nice. He's been having some great conversations with people. The, the first thing that was brought up when he was talking with Bill Burr, who I don't subscribe to everything the guy says for sure, but I have always appreciated that he does speak his mind uh, and, you know, occasionally getting himself into some trouble for sure. But when asked about anti-vaccine conspiracies and conspiracy theories, in general, I mean, I kind of, I, I do subscribe to the way he looks at it. Conspiracy theory, you don't dismiss that unless it just does not add up. You know what I mean? Here's what they were talking about. They would be killing all what they call the sheeple. So all the people who be like, all the people that go, what are we supposed to do? Okay, they're going to kill us. Right. And then just be left with all the Fonzies with their leather jackets. <laughs> <laughs> who, who don't want to, Who are too cool to listen to people? Like, they, they got a nightmare. Who's going <laughs> to... No kidding. It's so true. And the, just, it, conspiracy theory has to add up in some way, shape, or form. If there's a big old chunk of it that goes, hang on, wait, that doesn't make sense. It's time to start questioning that. Just like the conspiracy theory in the first place was questioning the status quo of things. The best of the Steve Reeves Show. Best of the year edition. Going back to work probably in the near future, hey? I mean, like, if you've been working from home, you might have uh, heard the call, the return back to uh, to do the uh, the in-person working at work again. I mean, my significant other, for instance, she's, uh, you know, seeing that kind of shifting back. Not exactly all at once, but kind of hybridized. Sometimes at work, sometimes at home. Still, I'm feeling like it's going to be a weird situation where people are going to be switching from that home work office to the actual work office. And they might be feeling a little bit homesick. They might be wishing that they could just sometimes wear less than pants when it comes to being on a Zoom meeting, when it comes to that first half of the day. You know what I mean? Around the water cooler, around the coffee maker. Pants not that necessary at home, but they are at work, I have learned. Homesick Sounds is a service that is being offered by Score a Score Online. This, this, this is hilarious. This website is offering a, uh, a customized loadout of your favorite sounds from home that you can bring back to the office. And you can blast it loudly so that everybody can hear it as well. Okay, so let's, let's do an experiment. Let's try it out here. So they've got a few different songs. They say first select tunes. I'm going to go with the hold music. Oh, yeah. Okay. We got some hold music. There we go. Now, what's going on outside? Oh, definitely construction. Birds. City traffic, for sure. Yeah, maybe some motorcycles. Okay, cool. What's going on inside? AC's on. Got a trap fly around. Maybe you put the dishwasher on, because you're at home. What's that beeping? 
Okay, yeah. Uh, pets, what do you got? You got, oh, I got cats at home, so I'll put those in there, but I'm also gonna put, uh, Big Dog. I'll do that as well. Don't have kids at my place, but you might, so we'll put the baby in there. Maybe a teenager talking at you. What else can we add? <laughs> Smoothies being cooked by a roommate right there? Cooked. Wrong word. Prepared. Prepared by a smoothie. Somebody's on a Zoom call. There's a, there's a video game going. One of the kids has got it happening. Uh, you've got a uh, fighting couple outside. Somebody's mowing their lawn. This is all the things that you're going to miss when you go back home. <laughs> or back to work. You're missing home. Absolutely ridiculous. It's true, though. Grass is always greener. You are going to miss it in a weird way. The most bizarre thing... Hit the internet just yesterday. Uh, it was a revelation from the creators of the Harley Quinn cartoon, which is one of the greatest things that DC has put out in quite a long time. Uh, and, you know, I think that that's uh, saying a lot, too. Uh, there's been some good stuff, but this cartoon is just so funny, self-aware, and making fun of so much to do with DC Comics and comics in general. I just love it. If you haven't watched it, I could sell it for forever, but that's not what this is about. They are working on season three, and apparently they had to change one of their scenes because DC, the parent company, came and said, no, 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 you can't do that. What was the scene about? Well, this is a very tongue-in-cheek show and uh, an R-rated cartoon, for sure, not for the kids. And they were going to have a scene, they were planning to have a scene where Batman, the Cape Crusader, was going to be showing Catwoman his cunning linguist skills. Let's put it that way. But DC put the kibosh on it because, and they quote, Because heroes don't do that. Heroes don't do that. Uh, I, I call bull. <laughs> I don't know why they have such a weird hard line on that, especially because we've seen Batman's junk in a comic book in recent years. I mean, there are some walls that are broken down within that comic series. It's a very, very strange thing, but the internet is absolutely rightfully having a field day with this one. It does kind of bring new context to Batman screaming out things like, Where's your trigger? Where is it? I mean, he is a billionaire after all. I'm not exactly expecting generosity in the bedroom from Batman. The best of the Steve Reeves Show. Best of the year edition. You might have found yourself in a local establishment wondering what the heck that is on the wall. Well, some people on the internet also have some questions. And there's a whole article that's been released by BuzzFeed. Oh, we've got to get into it. On the phone with me right now, Stu Weigel, who is a local business owner, the owner of Earl's Fort McMurray. And you guys have gotten a little infamy on the internet just lately. In fact, uh, you were sharing just a couple days ago a BuzzFeed article. Can you explain in your own words why? <laughs> I just think it's great. Uh, a good friend of mine uh, that's been here for years, Katie Cooper, uh, she, she sent me the article and she, you know, she, she goes, you know, if we're not first, we're last. <laughs> and so uh, it just it struck me. It was, it's been a controversial picture since we put it up years ago and uh it, i loved it i loved the i loved everything around it i loved you know people talking about it some people loved it some people hated it and so the fact that we can be number one on buzzfeed is just awesome yeah specifically the article bad design choices in restaurants and the painting that's on the wall by uh, lucas seward is the is yeah, artist behind right. that because he does amazing works with bitumen if only they could visit our international airport and see the giant illustration he's got up on the wall there he's got influences on our community and people just don't know right ah they don't get it lucas is amazing we've got his, his uh, art everywhere we have it in both restaurants uh, i think what he does is absolutely incredible uh but you know obviously this one just picked up you you turn it a certain way we have the same picture put into three 
Um, I'll cross the back wall and no one's ever said a thing. But you put it up and down and all of a sudden the street comes alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> somebody, I, I can just picture somebody walking by, snapping that photo, being like, eh, I'll post this on the internet. And then, you know, months later, infamy for Fort McMurray. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. You know, people used to come in and just scream and yell and get upset and, it made me want to leave it up there longer. I, you know, I appreciate that. that type. <laughs> Art should disturb the comfortable as well as comfort the disturbed, right? <laughs> that's a great way of putting it. I like that. I'm going to use that. <laughs> yeah, please. Please do. And please leave it up. I know that's your intention, but but uh, I love it. And uh, can't wait to see it again, Stu. Thanks for chatting with me this morning. Awesome. Thanks, Steve. Have a great day. Petition that Heinz has put out there. Yes, the hot dog condiment and other things company. They have put out a petition as if they aren't a part of this, to make it so that we get buns and hot dogs in packages that include the same amount. Revolutionary idea, right? Back in the day, before we saw mass production and factories spitting out hot dogs, which you can watch really old-timey and not-too-appetizing videos of how it's made on, um, they were just sold by butchers. You know, you'd just buy them in whatever quantity you wanted. But then they started getting packaged in the 1940s, and things really haven't changed since. Hot dogs would be packaged in 10 because that just makes the most sense for that machinery. And then bakeries would put buns in in the 8 to 10 to 12 range, and you just never, never managed to find the matchup. We have been raging over this. We've been casually swallowing our rage over this for decades. There's an entire scene dedicated to this in the movie Father of the Bride. Example. Excuse me, sir. What are you doing? I'll tell you what I'm doing. I want to buy eight hot dogs and eight hot dog buns to go with them. But no one sells eight hot dog buns. They only sell 12 hot dog buns. So I end up paying for four buns I don't need. So I am removing the superfluous buns. Haven't been raging out since that movie came out in the early 90s. Perhaps you've been raging out even longer because this is a problem that's been around since the 40s, apparently. And it's time it stopped. The best of the Steve Reeves Show. Best of the year edition. On vacation last couple of weeks, and especially over the, the second week, spending a lot of time in the mountains doing some camping with my significant other, getting away from it all and everyone, and still somehow managing to bump into so many people. Do have one story to tell, though, where I was feeling a little bit vulnerable and less than thrilled. And it's uh, thanks to a deadbolt. All thanks to a deadbolt, or lack thereof. Let me explain. So, if you've never been, Johnston Canyon is a great location in the uh, Banff National Park. And there's uh, hiking in a couple of different spots. There's like the lower falls, upper falls, and then what's called the Ink Pots, which is like another few kilometers that I don't think I've ever hiked to in my life. But it's kind of a spot where my family has been a few times and wanted to show it to my significant other, who couldn't remember if she had been there or not. So we, we hiked it, and it's a good... Like three kilometers up, and then therefore three kilometers down. Hot day, even with the mist from the waterfalls and everything, fantastic. But still a little bit sweaty, you see. And, uh, you know, I was feeling like in order to do the drive up north uh, further and check out some other things, I wanted to be freshened up a little bit, but didn't want to go to the main bathrooms at the bottom of Johnston Canyon, uh, the hike. They were a little bit busy. Decided to go to the other bathrooms by the second parking this matters because we realized the last minute that these aren't actually bathrooms. They're really just long drops. They're holes in the floor. You know what I mean? But I go into my stall and I flip the deadbolt, assuming that would do something like all deadbolts should. 
but didn't realize that there's actually a button on the handle as well. I'm assuming the deadbolt must be for, like, I don't know, overnight locking or anything like that. Still, false sense of security. And I would say, hey, my fault had I just forgotten, right? Didn't forget. No, no. And was discovered, door flung wide open by a gentleman who just so happened to have three of his female companions lined up in a row with all having a line of sight to me, bare-assed, in this long-drop toilet, trying to get some sweat lifted from some certain areas with the most crumbly toilet paper you can imagine. So it's just sticking to me in various places. I must have been hunched over looking like I was up to something else. I must because they immediately started laughing and uh, I was less than thrilled. was so tempted to make a call to Park Scan and be like, fix your deadbolts. And that gentleman can probably fix himself too by learning how to knock. Come on. An Italian man shot himself in the scrotum with a nail gun and doctors couldn't find the nail. It was a very, very small one, to be fair. But and the nail I'm talking about, the weapon that was used, the self-inflicted style. Um, but, you know, they did uh, put in, in into a scanner. They found it, of course, and they did remove it. And to, thankfully for the guy, he just had to spend the night overnight. No lasting damage. So good news at the end of the story, but still scary enough for us to start up a new edition of the Punch Lineup. That's right. I, ca I just can't help myself on this one. The setup. Italian man shoots himself in the scrotum with a nail gun and the doctors couldn't find the nail. Which begs the question, how big was his scrotum? I picture, like, popping a balloon, but without the pop, you know? Italian man shoots himself in the scrotum with a nail gun and the doctors couldn't find the nail. He's just putting the equipment to the testicle. That's all that's going on. Italian man shoots himself in the scrotum with a nail gun and doctors couldn't find the nail. It's a story of epididymous proportions. You might have to Google that one. I did. I did. Uh, Italian man shoots himself in the scrotum with a nail gun and doctors couldn't find the nail, but his foreman said to have a ball. Not have a ball. One's a thinker. Italian man shoots himself in the scrotum with a nail gun and doctors couldn't find the nail, and he was bragging about getting nailed when it happened. Oh, the irony. Once again, he was totally fine. The best of the Steve Reeves Show. Best of the year edition. Real quick recap of the story friend of mine living in Abbasan complaining over the weekend that they could hear so much live music sound coming from uh, Ribfest, or so they thought, specifically naming that it was 90s covers and definitely being played live. Uh, and I checked the acts that were at the stage at Ribfest that night, didn't seem to quite add up. Found out later on in the weekend talking to somebody who lives in Waterways, which is, as you know, geographically somewhat removed and basically across the valley from Abbasan. Um, and apparently there was a concert uh, going on in someone's garage of all kinds of 90s covers just down the street from my friends in Waterways. So they were hearing that in Abbasan, it turns out, which I think is hilarious. And you know what? I think there should be a bit of a trade-off here. I think there should be some sort of agreement. I don't want to say just don't play loud music because, come on, who wants to say don't play loud music? But if I can hear your loud music from off your property by a mile, then I better be able to make requests, right? I think that's only fair. Move over, secret waterfall. Move right on over. Nobody cares anymore. Okay, maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but still. The uh, secret waterfall is not uh, in vogue right now. It's the secret beach. The last few weekends have seen a lot of people posting about the secret beach, or at least that's what some people are calling it. Nobody really has like a name for it. It's just a sandbar that's shown up 
in the Athabasca River, kind of uh, in between a little island area and then the highway. I mean, you've seen it from the highway, and that's the part that makes it hilarious that people are calling it Secret Beach. It's completely visible. (laughs) And same thing with the Secret Waterfall. Worst kept secret, but still kind of interesting. Um, It's caught my eye several times the last couple of weekends because of how many people have been out on it. And, uh, like, yesterday included, driving by, and my girlfriend kind of pointed out, she's like, I think there's, like, 40, 50 people down there. I was like, down where? Oh, right, yes, of course, down there. I remember checking that out when I was a kid growing up. It's kind of been a spot that's, it depends on the conditions, right? Some years it's not there, some years it is. This year, oh boy, is it ever. Room to spread out, and technically, there's one more weekend of summer, so enjoy. Just do so safely. The best of the Steve Reeves Show. Best of the year edition just read a headline yesterday uh, I had to do a double maybe even a triple take the rare triple take the headline a ginormous full beaver moon is set to dazzle Metro Vancouver skies first of all we all see the same moon so I mean I get that it was it was from Vancouver is awesome that is the article's uh, origin so I get why it highlighted that location however it's like the moon is kind of like a global th- orbits that never mind second of all it is totally going to be a great night for looking up. Uh, admittedly, the, the 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 meat and potatoes of the article, it's absolutely there. The moon is going to be gorgeous. There's even a few overlapping meteor showers that exact same night, and that night is in November. We don't even have the uh, the new moon until like November 4th. So, the next full one is November 19th. You you're not going to remember that by the time we get there. But uh, third of all, third of all, ginormous full beaver moon is what you went with to describe it i know why i know exactly why because it makes you go huh i'm sorry what was that and also ginormous full beaver moon i feel like i've seen that movie before pink floyd it's 100.5 cruise fm and it is uh, it's a pandemic which has given people some stress and also in some cases some free time and I've just learned that about 16 million, one six, 16 million people have learned to play the guitar in the last two years. And I mean, we're not talking mastery, we're talking have have taken up learning to play the guitar this year, which I mean, honestly, I am all for. I am a huge, uh, you know, encourager of people taking up new uh, art forms, trying new things. Checking out a musical instrument and guitar probably a little bit more affordable than a full grand piano, you know what I mean? Um, I totally, totally encourage it. However, does that mean that more great music is coming in the world? <laughs> no, not really. I mean, maybe, maybe, don't rule it out, but what is going to happen is that there is definitely now an increased chance of having someone playing the Wait, I Know It song at every single backyard and campfire you have from now on. Kumbaya. Wait, I know it. Kumbaya. You know, Kumbaya. Wait, I know it. Kumbaya, my lord. Kumbaya. Oh, no, wait. The best of the Steve Reeves Show. Best of the year edition. Lars Ulrich Toilet, I need help reacting to this. I really do. Uh, you need to see it to believe it. Um, unfortunately, we're not in a visual medium right now. Radio is very much what you hear, but I'll try to describe it. Somebody has crafted a porcelain likeness of Lars Ulrich, a young-looking Lars Ulrich, though it's kind of hard to tell, um, who is not quite... I mean, he's sitting on the toilet, but he also he just is the toilet. The flesh tone color of his naked legs and arms is the exact same as the porcelain of the toilet bowl itself. His green eyes staring 
silently judging and holding on to his two red drumsticks. Not a euphemism for something. He's just actually holding on to drumsticks. It is awkward. It is awkward as hell and a real thing. And from Florida, I might add. I need to just read the some of the posts that came along with this. Uh, so it comes out of Hellmouth Plumbing Supply on Instagram. Go ahead. Give them a search. Take a look. Snoop around. But uh, the Lars toilet, they say, installed and fully functional. I will be moving it for public use at the Brass Mug on December 3rd as a part of the Hellmouth Plumbing Supply art show taking place in the bathroom during the Prince Midnight Show. Be there. Hail Lars. Lars Ulrich, unavailable for comic uh, comment so far. At least that's as far as I'm aware. Um, it's just completely unnerving. It needs to be seen to be believed. And its eyes are somehow following me every where I go, every time I go. <laughs> just loving the job that's been done on painting lines around town, hey? Drivers, you might have picked up on this, might have noticed a little something, something going on. In fact, some people I've seen online complaining because they were, they were witness to whatever was going on. Now, I try to make a point of, at any point in time, you know, not chirping too much about a job that I know very little about, right? You try to give the benefit of the doubt, but it just occurs to me that, I don't know, something seems to not be quite right when there's just paint splattered all over tires, all over wheel wells, all over town. Including our own cruise cruiser. Yeah, it's, it's on there as well. Um, and at first I thought it was just one section, Confederation Way. You know, I thought that there was like sort of a lot of different things going on there, a lot of different construction, and the lines have to be sort of re-added. And I get that, I get that. And, you know, maybe even in a haphazard way. But no, now I've seen it around town, everywhere. I've seen it downtown. I've seen it like on the way up to Gregoire. I've seen it along the highway. I've seen it beside the highway. It's all over the place. Uh, and so that makes me think, I suspect anyway, that it was like a crew or or several crews that were all kind of doing it at the same time, kind of doing it the same way, and perhaps not quite right. But here is the silver lining for anybody who's feeling like, oh no, oh no, people noticing, people complaining about the jobs that we did, oh no. Here is your out. Those lines on the road, no one pays attention to them anyways. And they're going to be faded in a couple months anyways. And beyond that, they're just going to be covered in snow and ice in like two. So, uh, you know, don't worry about it. The best of the Steve Reeves Show. Best of the year edition. This story coming off the internet, all about a, a woman, reality TV star. She was on a show called uh, oh, Married in a Minute or something like that. 90 Day Fiance, that's what it was. There we go. <laughs> yeah, you get the idea. It still works. But uh, she was on there and you know made some money, got a little bit of a following, became a little bit of an influencer, if you will. And then she started farting into jars and selling them on the internet. I am not even kidding about this. This is a real thing, and it is the perfect opportunity for a brand new punch lineup. What do you say? There it is. There's the bell. <laughs> Here's the setup. Reality TV personality reveals she makes 70 grand a week selling her farts online. And soon, look for her tell-all book, The Fart of the Deal. Reality TV personality reveals she makes 70 grand a week selling her farts online. Now her life is like fartpocalypse now. Or uh, farts of darkness, if you prefer. Reality TV personality reveals she makes 70 grand a week selling her farts online, and she says it's been a real gas. Reality TV personality reveals she makes 70 grand a week selling her farts online this Christmas. Give the gift of some girls poot pourri. Okay, all right, all right. And finally, reality TV personality reveals she makes 70 grand a week selling her farts online. She used to just squeak by, and now she gets by by squeaking. Grey Cup coming. Well, actually, 
uh, arrived in Hamilton just yesterday. Apparently, the mayor was there, the CFL commissioner was there, uh, some Tiger Cats alumnus, people just really happy to see the trophy heading on into the city. And uh, then, of course, it's going to be a big, big game on the twelfth. All kinds of fun to be had, including the halftime show with the Arkells. Right? You've seen the ads, you've heard the ads, you know that they're coming. Bam, bam. Uh, but the Arkells, just last week, if you missed it, ran into a little bit of a snag. Oh, no, is this going to have any bearing on their ability to continue performing? No, but they did get a message that they shared with the world, and it just tickles me. This is so funny. From a man named Ron Kells. Ron Kells. My name is Ron Kells, and we... I'll have a problem with the name of your band and the rights to it. Please get a hold of me before the halftime show goes on. Seriously. This is at uh, 6.45 a.m. Then at 8.53 p.m. I don't know if it's the same day or not, but still, later on in time, Ron Kells continues to message the Arkells. Obviously, y'all aren't taking me seriously. I'm not happy about my name being used internationally, let alone across Canada. Uh, it goes on, especially as halftime entertainment for the Grey Cup, spelled wrong. Get a hold of me ASAP. Y'all have noticed that you don't have permission to do this under my name. My phone number is blanked out. Good thing. Good thing, because this guy would have gotten a lot of spam if they had left the number on there. That wouldn't have been cool. I do not give these people permission to use my name. Well, hey, I got some good news for you, Ron Kells. They're actually called the R. Kells, not the R. Kells, and they're named after R. Kells Street in Hamilton, Ontario, where the band is from and where the Grey Cup is going to be happening. There you go. Problem solved. Transmission over. One more Steve? New podcast episodes happen every Friday or just tune into the Steve Reeves Show. Weekday mornings starting at 5.30 a.m. on 100.5 Cruise FM.